inspiration. Turn up the motivation. You're on the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Zig Ziggler wants you to be your best. Welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. Today, Zig talks about one of the principles that is dear to his heart, being a lifelong learner. Let's turn it up and listen to Zig. We literally get, by count, over 100 times as many letters from people saying, your books and tapes changed my life, as we do from people who say, your seminar or your speech changed my life. Now, why is that? Going back and forth from uh, your job can make a huge difference. Several years ago, I was a visiting scholar at the University of Southern California. I worked as a visiting scholar for two years. While I was there, they were doing a study, and here's what they found. Uh, If you live in a metropolitan area and drive 12,000 miles a year, in three years' time, you can acquire the equivalent of two years of college education in your automobile. Automobile University. Twelve years ago, I sold a young man named Stephen Joe Payne, a Cherokee Indian from Bartlesville, Oklahoma, on this idea. And in the ensuing years, what he has done is he's enrolled big time in Automobile University. He got his GED when he was, uh, I believe, 22 years old. Stephen Joe Payne today is a translator for his company in both Spanish and French. He also speaks fluent Italian, Japanese, German, Russian, Portuguese, and Norwegian. He's currently learning Cherokee, and he's starting uh, to learn Polish as well. He told me that he learned over 90% of it in Automobile University. You don't just sit there to get there. You want to get there better prepared than you were when you left home. And when you leave your job, you don't just sit there to get there. You want to get there better prepared to be a good husband, good wife, good mother, good father when you get there. And incidentally, I never give you any advice I don't take myself. On the way here for this very recording, I was listening to one myself and picked up an invaluable idea or illustration that's going to help me in what I do. Stephen Joe Payne is an avid student and believer in Automobile University. You also, when you get that new information, as we've already emphasized with the Mary Ellen Caldwell story, that makes any old information more valuable to you. It makes you more creative. In my own life, because there are so many things I do want to do and enjoy doing. See, I enjoy spending time with that beautiful red-headed wife of mine. I enjoy the exercise program I am on. I enjoy playing golf. Now, if I'm going to get to do those things, I've got to utilize my time, and I don't consider watching television the best utilization of my time. That is truly identified as an income suppressant. It also is a enjoy life suppressant. So I watch very, very little of that. I watch educational programs, but I mean, golf is not on that often, uh, you know. But I enjoy that, but I generally am reading and doing other things, even when I'm doing that. Now, I read a lot. I've read an average of nearly three hours a day for the last 30 years. Read a wide range of subjects. I read the paper every day, read my Bible every day. That way I know what both sides are up to. Uh, and, And, you know, I think we need to do that. Now, I never go anywhere without something to read. 
If I have an appointment to meet somebody for lunch at 12 o'clock, I put one of the little books or tear out a magazine article that interests me and I put it in my pocket. I'm going to be on time. They might not be. I go to the dentist. You know, if I'm going to be in the dentist chair an hour, I know the dentist is going to be working on me about 20 minutes. I spend the other 40 minutes reading something that I want to know. When I go to the airport, you know, everybody waits in line. Now, I don't just sit there and complain about how crowded the airport is. Now, what good is that going to do? I'm learning something in the process. It keeps me sharp and it keeps my attitude right. But more importantly, even than those two things, it increases my creativity. Again, let me say it. The more you learn, the more valuable that you are going uh, to get more out of the new stuff because it makes the old stuff more valuable. Dreams, you got to have them. My first dream, I well remember, Yazoo City, Mississippi. That's where I'm from. Now, I know a lot of folks go around the country trying to impress people by claiming to be from Yazoo City. Uh, but, but I really am. It's not a big place, but it's exciting. About once a month, a train comes through town. Now, I know you folks here in the metropolitan area don't think that's excitement, but when I tell you we don't have tracks there, that changes that picture <laughs> completely, all right? Now, Yazoo City produced some great people. Uh, I mean, like the president of the American Bar Association, a president of the Mississippi Medical Association, president of the Southern Baptist Convention, Willie Morris, the editor of Harper's Magazine, and some distinguished jurists. We had great preachers and we had a great superintendent of education. So it is a place I'm very, very proud to call. This is where my roots started. My first dream was to buy the used car owned by Mr. Fred Shirley, who was the rural mail carrier. I was going to get that little car. I was going to be at the Chevrolet dealership when he traded it in. And when I got my one-week vacation, I was going to get in that little car, and I was going to drive that sucker as far as I could in three days. Then I was going to turn it around and drive it back the other three days because I wanted to be in church on Sunday. My mama would require that, okay? And I wanted to anyhow. Okay, now that was my first dream. My second dream, I was going to run a meat market in Yazoo City, Mississippi because the man that owned the meat market told me he'd help me get started and he'd made over $5,000 the year before. Now, in the 1940s, that was a whole bunch of money. And then I got the idea that I wanted to get in the Naval Air Corps. My dream was to join there. Now, the odds were 20 to 1 that I was going to make it. I fought the odds. I was able to get in, and as a result, they started me in college. The war ended. Had I not been able to do that, then I never would have seen the inside of a college door. How did I happen to make it? Because of my first grade teacher. When I was in the first grade, I had four months of missed school, every childhood illness. Mrs. D. Mint Warren twice a week came out taught me my lessons, brought me up to speed, gave me my assignments. Had she not done that, I would have failed the first grade. Had I failed the first grade, I would have been drafted out of high school in World War II. I never would have gotten in the Air Corps. I would have been in the fleet or some other place. I never would have seen the inside of a college door. My dream, after that dream was realized to get in the Air Corps, my dream when I got in sales was to be number one in sales. That's what I wanted to be. Now, my dream today is very modest. I want to be the difference maker in the personal, family, and professional lives of enough people to make a positive difference in the world. Pretty presumptuous, most people would say. Yes, but 
You know, the amazing thing about modern technology, we can go all over the world immediately now. My works have been translated into 38 languages and dialects. We've sold over 6 million books, millions of cassette tapes. So we are on our way to make that dream a reality. Now, the message is, once you've had your dream, build a foundation under it, because T.E. Lawrence puts it this way. All men dream, but not equally. Those men who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the morning to find it was but vanity. But those men who dream by day, these are dangerous men, for they dream with their open eyes to make their dreams come true. Now, you don't need to start with a big dream, but you need to start with a dream. Ben Feldman, recognized as undoubtedly the greatest life insurance salesman who ever lived. He lived in a huge metropolis up in Ohio. It was New Liverpool, Ohio. He struggled as a beginning salesperson selling $5,000 policies, and he was struggling to survive. And then one day he had this little dream. He said, you know, I wonder what would happen if I just added one more zero and instead of concentrating on $5,000 policies, if I started talking about $50,000 policies. He said, I think I'll try it. Got nothing to lose. He started selling $50,000 insurance policies. Later, he had another dream. He said, I wonder what would happen if I put just one more zero out there, just one, that's all, and start selling $500,000 insurance policies. And he started doing that. And he started selling half-million-dollar insurance policies. And then one day, oh, I bet you know what I'm going to say, don't you? He said, I wonder what would happen if I put me another zero out there and said I could sell five-million-dollar insurance policies. And he did put the zero there, and he did start selling them. But the story's still not over. One day he said, suppose I dream the impossible dream. Suppose I put one more zero out there. He did, and he sold one or two $50 million insurance policies. Now, I want to emphasize a very strong point. It would have been insanity beyond belief. And one day he said, well, I'm selling $5,000 policies now. I think I'll try the $50 million route. See, the dreams grow as you grow. That's the reason growth becomes so enormously important. Martin Luther King puts it this way. He says, never give up on a dream just because of the length of time it will take to accomplish it. The time will pass away anyhow. Folks, I got to tell you, those dreams are important. Why do more people not realize them? When I lost the weight I lost back in 1972 and 73, and as you can see, the weight is still gone. But over the years, I've noticed literally hundreds and hundreds of people that I've come to know that get on a diet and exercise program and get so excited. They would tell all of their friends, relatives, and complete strangers about how good they felt. Man, I lost this weight. I'm doing this exercise. Man alive, this is the way to live. And you see them two years later, and there, what have they got? No enthusiasm, no zest. The weight is back. That puzzled me for a long time. And then one day I learned about a study when I was uh, listening in Automobile University. It was a study done by Stanford University, and here's what it said. 
95% of the people who hear, understand, and agree with the principle do not have the ability to apply it to their lives because they do not have the necessary resources. The books, the tapes, the seminars, all of those things put together are the resources. Tomorrow's traffic jams will drown out a lot of what you hear today. Tomorrow's problems which we encounter in our everyday life, uh, it's a drip, drip, drip. It will, in fact, eat away at much of the emotion that is there. Why do I put so much emphasis on Automobile University? Well, you know, we get amused at the Energizer Bunny. How many of you have ever seen an Energizer Bunny advertisement? Keeps going and going and going and going. Well, it runs on batteries, and those batteries eventually will run down. Did you realize that right between your ears in a location which we identify as the brain or the mind, there is a battery that does not run down? If you keep feeding it, that is. What are your dreams? Are you dreaming during the day and working on making those dreams come true? Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.